Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the BA podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Amen, and I'm making this after the Monday night game of week five between the Chargers and the Saints. Um, I know I've missed about a week here. I've been kind of busy doing some personal stuff, but the podcast keeps on. The season keeps on. There's been a lot of news that I've missed over the past week. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at BM and sports, uh, you'll get all the up to do up to news information regarding fantasy NFL news and other sports like the MLB and the NHL and the NBA playoffs. Congrats to the Lakers for winning their championship and LeBron for getting his fourth ring. Um, That happened on Sunday with the NFL games on, but I'll be honest, I was more interested in the NFL games. Um, A lot of good games this weekend. Um, We're going to break down the games super quickly. We're going to go over the stars of the game. And for each game real quick with well, we still have one game left tomorrow as well uh, the Bills and the Titans hopefully that goes on um, with all the COVID tests and stuff like that you know we want to see make sure that everybody's staying safe and that the season can go on and it's really 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 tough time for fantasy owners um, you know if that stuff with uh, with all the games changing dates and games on Tuesdays and um, the games being cancelled like the uh, the games this week between uh, Denver and the Patriots, so that kind of messed up some um, some games as well. But I just want to you know go over um, the stars of each game, and then we're gonna get into basically what would be the stars and the uh, the the bums of the week, week five, and then. Later on in the week, probably by Thursday or Friday, I'll have the plays for Sunday, who to start, who to sit. Um, I'll also go over tonight, or in this episode, um, who to pick up on the waivers this week for week six. So I know buys are going to be intact now, so you, you got to kind of play with that. you got to play with the COVID uh, test results that are kind of coming back positive right, right now. A game is being suspended and postponed. So it's important that you listen to this podcast and stay up to date with my information on Twitter. Turn the notifications on on Twitter. You're not going to want to miss out. Um, not to brag or anything, but I'm in three leagues, and I'm in first place in all of my leagues. So with that being said, listen. If you want to win your league and you're serious about fantasy football, trust, trust, trust and listen to the podcast you don't want to miss out and become the loser of your fantasy league so through five weeks i'm four and one four and one and five and oh uh five and oh in the ppr league and then the other two are standard so four and one in the standard leagues um I really like my teams. I really like, really like the way I drafted my teams. I haven't really made any significant trades uh, except one, which I posted on my Twitter. I'm not going to go into that because that was last week. Um, I just want to stay on focus on week 
five of the NFL. Um, so let's hop into the scores. I guess we'll hop back on Thursday's game because I haven't gone over the Bears game on Thursday. Um, <laughs> an interesting game for Bears fans. Um, Bears won 20-19. Um, Nick Foles looked very shaky to start. Came back on top, led the team to a game-winning drive. Um, David Montgomery finally gets in the end zone. I know a lot of fantasy owners are probably really happy about that. Ronald Jones with another 100-yard game on the ground. No scores, though. Um, he had another good rushing game. I would definitely keep an eye on Ronald Jones as maybe a flex position. I don't know if I would say running back two. He might be able to get up there. You just got to be careful based on his uh, split carries with Fournette. Um, when he's 100% healthy, I know Fournette was active this week, and if you played Fournette, uh, rest in peace to that zero bomb that he gave you because he did not get into the game, and he was only active in case of emergent, in case of an emergency. So you just got to be careful. Uh, listen to your reporters. Watch my retweets on my on my Twitter. You'll know who to play. Um, don't play the guys that are questionable and shaky if they're a game time decision, unless you really, really, really need to play them. But um, good game for Ronald Jones overall. For Tampa Bay receiving. Uh, Mike Evans did score. He was about the only, I would say, highlight of this game. He had nine targets. So, this two stars from Tampa Bay, I would say. Uh, Ronald Jones and Mike Evans for fantasy. And then for the Bears side, uh, Montgomery getting in the end zone. Only 10 carries, though. I would hope that he would get more. Um, but I think the real winner for the Bears here was Allen Robinson. Um, and maybe Jimmy Graham, if you play Jimmy Graham in your tight end position, he had five targets at a score. Nice one-handed grab in the end zone. Um, but Allen Robinson had 16 targets, 10 catches, 90 yards. No score this week, but the targets are there with Nick Foles, and I feel like with Nick Foles in a quarterback, they're going with more of a passing uh, situation rather than a running. So just keep an eye on that for Allen Robinson to kind of boom in the next couple of weeks here. Um, next game is my Arizona Cardinals against the winless Jets. I was really, really, really hoping that we were going to kind of steamroll the Jets. We did. Cardinals won 30-10. Uh, Murray passed for a career high in yardage, 380. Um, I mean, the Jets are just, you know, piss poor. Jamison Crowder had a nice game. I would, I would consider Jamison Crowder a possible flex starter every week. He... And it, and the thing is, if if they if the Jets keep Joe Flacco in at quarterback, I think Jamison Crowder is going to boom more. I like Joe Flacco as a quarterback, and I feel like he can get the ball to his receivers better. It just really depends on the Jets' O line blocking. Also, Le'Veon Bell's back um, off of the IR, so he did play this week. Thirteen carries for sixty yards. Um, the Cardinals' run defense isn't the best. Uh, Chandler Jones also went down this week, so just keep an eye on Le'Veon Bell kind of coming back into the picture. He might be a running back two start if he picks up, but it's hard to tell with this winless Jets team. As for the Cardinals, I already mentioned Kyler Murray had a great game. Uh, Kenyon Drake finally getting the end zone. 18 carries, 60 yards, and a score. Finally producing for fantasy. DeAndre Hopkins, another great game. One-handed catch in the end zone. 131 yards and a score on seven targets. He looked great. 
Uh, Christian Kirk didn't look too bad. He had seven targets as well. Um, other than that, you know, uh, I guess a lot of people are kind of questioning if Chase Edmonds might be a pickup. And I would stash him on your bench. I'm not sure what Cliff is going to do. As a Cardinals fan, I don't know what Cliff is going to do about the Chase Edmonds, Kenya Drake situation. But Chase Edmonds has looked good. I would stash him on your bench. I don't know if I would go to starting him yet. But if you can get Chase Edmonds off the waivers, if he's not already picked up, definitely stash him on your way, on your uh, on your bench for sure, whether it's a PPR or a standard league. Um, next game, Panthers squeak went out against the Falcons, twenty-three to sixteen. Bye bye Dan Quinn and bye bye Dimitrov, uh, the Falcons GM and head coach fired after this game as they are zero and five. Um, I I feel bad for the Falcons, man. They have some talent on the team, and it's just not there. But uh, Matt Ryan, a little shaky of a game at the position, quarterback position. Todd Gurley, great game, 35-yard uh, touchdown run. He had 121 yards and a score. He's looking good. Uh, Calvin Ridley, another great game. But besides that, uh, it was the Calvin Ridley-Todd Gurley show on offense per usual. And then for Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater's been looking really good. Um, if you're in need of a quarterback in a bye week, say like this week, um, you know, in my one league I had Rodgers on a bye week. Okay, so Rodgers, you know, MVP, one of the MVP front runners, he's looking good. Who do I go pick up? Look at your matchups before you pick up a QB. If the team that you're playing has, I'm sorry, if the team, look at the QB matchups. If the defenses are weak, like the Falcons pass game, you're going to want to pick up somebody. So I picked up Teddy Bridgewater this week because the Falcons have a piss-poor uh, you know, coverage on the defensive side. And Teddy throws for 313 and two scores. So he was a great pickup. He looked good. Teddy Bridgewater's playing good. That's three wins in a row for Carolina. Um, they're playing the Bears next week. I don't know if I would play Teddy Bridgewater against the Bears defense because um, you know, the Bears just have one of the better defenses in the league. So it's... It's going to be hard. I don't know. Mike Davis is a questionable play next week, too, but he looked good this week against the Falcons. So um, I'll, I'll talk more about Mike Davis later this week, um, you know, when I when I talk about starting and setting guys. But um, for week five, Mike Davis looked really, really, really good. He looks good. Um, obviously, when McCaffrey comes back here, Mike Davis is going to be kind of stashed on the bench. Um, I would I don't know if I would necessarily drop Davis right away in case McCaffrey reaggravates or gets hurt again. Um, but for now, until McCaffrey comes back, you're gonna want to start Mike Davis as a running back too every single week. Uh, Robbie Anderson looked great on 13 targets this week. Uh, he had eight catches for 112. He looked great. DJ Moore with a score, he looked pretty good. 93 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you know when you got playmakers. Um, on the Carolina team, you know, they, they're going to make it happen. I have also heard a lot about Curtis Samuel um, on the Panthers. I would stay away from him right now. Don't pick him up. He's, he, he's not in sync with the offense right now, and it's just not worth trying to play him as your flex position unless he booms one week, and I'm proven wrong, but he has yet to boom all season, so... Um, next game was Raiders-Chiefs. Raiders pulled a win against the Chiefs and ended their win streak from last season, um, giving them their first loss. Derek Carr looked great. Josh Jacobs looked 
phenomenal. Um, Darren Waller looked really good at the tight end position. Uh, Nelson Aguilar and Henry Ruggs both with a touchdown. I'm not sold on those guys. They're not consistent enough. Ruggs has been injured, and Aguilar is more of just kind of a vertical threat guy. You know, you throw one bomb to him and he catches it. So two targets, two catches, three targets, two catches. You know, it's just nothing nothing volume-wise that's there, especially for a PPR league or anything like that. Um, you know, some of your flex positions, you're going to want guys that are going to get more. So don't don't buy in on them yet until they prove their worth. That's what I always, that's what I always think. It's like you want, you want the guys that are going to um, prove their worth week after week after week. I'll get into some other guys, you know, that I kind of have my eye on. As some waiver pickups early in the week here, but um, let's, yeah, well, I'll talk about that later. Chiefs, uh, Mahomes, you know, he's just doing his thing. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, interesting choice. Only 10 carries this game for 40 yards. Um, he also had three catches for 40, so 80 total scrimmage yards. I just think it was a rough game for him. You know, he's going to come around. He's still a rookie. He's going to be making those rookie choices and, you know, kept waiting to get into his groove and stuff. But definitely a running back two situation, just a bad week for Clyde. Uh, Kelsey looked great, and, you know, Tyreek looked fine as well. Um, Sammy Watkins did score a touchdown, but he's injured um, from the latest of what I've heard. I think it was a hamstring injury. He's probably going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, if you play Sammy Watkins as a flex or wide receiver two or three in your league, um, you're going to need somebody to replace him. And then uh, I got some names. I got some uh, some sleepers is what I, you know, I want to call them. But I got some sleepers to pick up um, in case Sammy Watkins or I'm missing another name that got injured and I can't remember. A.J. Green. Yep, A.J. Green with another hamstring injury as well for the, for the Bengals. But... Um, those I, I would. I'll get into the game when I get there with AJ Green. Um, next game was Steelers Eagles. Steelers won thirty eight twenty nine to stay undefeated. Um, Carson Wentz looked average. Uh, Big Ben looked great. Uh, Miles Sanders finally came coming into his own. He had a big seventy five yard rush, which really gave him majority of his rushing yards. Um, which is kind of scary that one rush is going to give you 74 out of 80 of your rushing yards. Uh, he did have two scores. So I, I don't know if I'm completely sold in yet on Miles Sanders this season. He's been kind of iffy. Um, same with James Conner, 15 carries for 44 yards and a score. I know the fronts are good for both defenses. I know, but. There's been other games. But, I mean, James Conner's been a lot better than this game. At least his past two games he was. But Miles Sanders is still iffy on these defenses. So um, both of them are running back twos for me. Um, I was kind of iffy in one league. I played Conner over Sanders. Obviously, Sanders had two touchdowns and Conner had one, so that kind of bit me in the ass. But um, just kind of keep an eye on these guys. Uh, both should be fine. And then for receiving, this was the air it out game for two discreet receivers who one we we saw last week for the first time, and the other is a rookie. 
well, I guess they're both rookies, but the other is a rookie that got drafted. So we'll talk about Travis Fulgham from the Eagles first, who appears to be Carson Wentz's horseshoe. I I don't understand. The Steelers like just didn't want to cover him. I mean, the dude seemed open every play. Every time he had 13 targets, 10 receptions for 152 yards and a touchdown. And on his touchdown, he just ran a slant in the end zone and was wide open. I don't understand. The next closest guy had five targets, and that was, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, six targets, and that was John Hightower. And Zach Ertz, six, six targets, one catch for Zach Ertz. <sighs> Zach Ertz, if you could trade him for, say, as a big name, I would trade Zach Ertz now before it gets too late. As a big name, Zach Ertz is a big name tight end, right? So I would trade him for, you know, if it's hard to say. I would try and trade for Zach Ertz. I don't think he's produced. He's not. He, he's, out, he's clearly not. He's clearly not producing. But I don't know if he's going to produce for the rest of the season. And if you're trying to, you know, we're already five weeks into fantasy, right? And we don't, you know, fantasy doesn't go 17 weeks. So you want to get yourself solidified for the playoffs and have a good playoff roster going to the end of the season for fantasy. I, I, I don't think Zach Ertz, with the way Carson Wentz is playing right now and the way that Jalen Hurts is kind of edging into the offense, I don't know if Zach Ertz is the play right now. Um, Okay, on the other side of the ball, on the Steelers, uh, Juju, the disappointing game, only five targets, four catches for 28 yards. <sighs> Hard to say with Juju. Um, I've never really been a huge sell on him, but, you know, he might develop into something. Um, Eric Ebron had five catches for 43 yards, but he lost a fumble. Um, he could be a streaming tight end that you pick up kind of every week. But the rest of the receptions went to Chase Claypool, rookie out of Notre Dame, Drafted in the second round, or third round, second or third round, I can't remember now, questioning myself, I want to say it's the second, um, seven catches, 110 yards, and three touchdowns receiving, and on top of that, had a little shovel pass, for what you want to call it, is a rushing touchdown, the dude had a four bomb on the day, okay, I, I don't think anybody started him, but he will be the number one pickup on the waiver this week. Mark my words. If you're looking for a receiver. Oh, 100%. Him or Travis Fulcom. Like, these two guys are your top receivers to pick up this week. Um, Just clearly based off of that. But I'm more of a sell on Travis Fulgham. I think he's going to be more consistent with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson out. Carson Wentz seems comfortable to throw to him. Obviously. So, you're going to need... You're going to need that reliable guy. And if Travis Fulgham is that reliable guy who's getting open and getting 10 receptions a game, oh my God, in a PPR league, you're throwing him in as a wide receiver two or a flex position, and he's getting you 20 points a game. Like, it's simple as that. So, I'm more, if you're standard, I mean, you're going to want more scores, but it's like, how often is Chase Claypool going to score when he's got Juju in front of him, you know? I don't know. 
clearly it looks like Chase Claypool is the second guy, but um anywho, moving on. Uh the Rams steamrolled Washington thirty to ten. Uh Washington there was really nothing good. Scary Terry didn't have a good game. Antonio Gibson didn't really have a good game. Um you know, if you're uh, it's hard to get the Washington guys, you know, going. It really is. Um, Kyle Allen had the only rushing touchdown. He came out of the game with an injury. But it was, I guess, the only good thing for Washington was that it was good to see Alex Smith back on the field. Uh, I know Kyle Allen's going to be the starter going forward, but it, it was not pretty for them. And the Rams kind of just did their thing. Daryl Henderson, two touchdowns on the week, one rushing, one catching. Jared Goff, uh, two passing touchdowns and a rushing. Um, Robert Woods had a score. Cooper Cup, five catches, 66 yards. I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are play every week type of guys. Now, the only thing I want to – two things I want to get into is with all the rushing – all the running backs with the Rams healthy, Cam Akers, nine rushes, 61 yards, had a 46-yard rush. Nothing really too special besides one breakout run. And then Malcolm Brown, eight carries, 30 yards, nothing special. Daryl Henderson got the rushing touchdown at the, I want to say it was a goal line, and then had a receiving catch um, in the red zone as well. I mean, I would stay away from the Rams' backfield right now if all three of those guys are getting, you know, the committee. But the biggest thing I want to get into is Gerald Everett versus Tyler Higby as a tight end for the Rams. I have Higby in in my league. And besides his three-touchdown week that he had a couple weeks ago, he really hasn't produced. And I was like, wow, Tyler Higby's the number one tight end on the Rams. He, you know, and the, and the Rams use their tight ends a lot. I remember from last year and the years prior, they used their tight ends a lot. But Gerald Everett's always been there as a good receiving tight end. And Tyler Higby can catch, but he can also block. So the real question right now is do I dr- do you drop Higby and pick up Everett or do you go stream another tight end? And I think that's the real question that we need to answer is what what's the um you know how, how what's the differences in in targets and shares um Everett is yet to get into the end zone this season. He had 8 catches for 141 yards on the season. Okay, so he had half his catches for the whole season this week and half his yardage, or more, more than half his yardage, as opposed to Higby, who had two catches for 12 yards. But he had three, he's got three touchdowns on the season in the one week, 15 catches total and 166 yards. I think this is going to be a committee tight end all season between these two, and whoever's open more based off whatever personnel they have on the field may do it. So I'm not sold in on Higby right now I think you keep him or trade him don't cut him he's a good tight end um that's just one of those situations where you need to kind of look at the matchups and be like okay is Tyler Higby gonna be um you know getting the receptions this week or do I need to go play like a Greg Olson or a Jimmy Graham or um you know some of those other tight ends that may be out there that you can kind of stream and pick up um on the week 
Sorry, I'm getting kind of lost here in the games. Um, I think the next game here was uh, the Ravens and the, and the Baltimore, or the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals looked horrible. Joe Mixon had 24 carries for 659 yards after a breakout week last week. I'm never sold on Joe Mixon ever. I will be one of those people who tells you never, ever, ever to play Joe Mixon. Although he may be a running back too, he's just not. He, the the team sucks. Okay, the the Bengals are a, a rebuilding organization, a rebuilding franchise. They have their franchise quarterback. They thought they had their franchise running back in Joe Mixon. They thought they had their franchise receiver in AJ Green, who they franchise tagged, who now was a hamstring injury. He's he's looked awful all season after coming back and promising this and promising that. You know. Uh, their starting tight end, C.J. Uzma, goes out for the season. I mean, there's just there's just stuff everywhere, man. There's stuff really everywhere with this team. It's just not pretty. T. Higgins looks promising for a receiver, and Tyler Boyd, you know, he's always good, but it, it's it's tough right now. It, it really is tough right now for these guys. For the, for the to be on the Bengals, it's tough. Um. I guess another another thing I have to say is um, Mark Ingram is not a starting running back. I'm more of, hey, if I need if I have a bye, I I need to I need to put somebody in for a bye week like Aaron Jones this week or um, Melvin Gordon on a postpone or you know uh, Damian Harris if you're gonna play him or one of the Patriots running backs in their committee. And you throw Mark Ingram in there. I just he's not getting. There's just too many carries. He's splitting carries with Gus Edwards. Lamar's taking carries. You know they're running reverse routes to receivers. J.K. Dobbins comes in and runs a 34-yard rush. Like Mark Ingram's good back. He's a good back, and he's gonna get in the end zone. But how many carries is he's getting? 11 carries or less a game. Okay, like I'm not sold on him. If you need to trade him for a big name, trade him or trade him as a big name. You can trade him. He's he's not gonna be worth a flex play. He's not gonna be worth a running back two play. He's not gonna be worth a running back three. Well, maybe a running back three play, but I don't know what leagues have three running starting running backs in them. But besides that, Lamar looked fine. Uh, Mark Andrews looked good. Keep Mark Andrews in your lineup. He's getting the targets, and Lamar loves throwing to him. <laughs> So definitely do that. And then besides that, Marquise Brown as your occasional flex play, 77 yards and a score on 10 targets. Um, if you need to play Hollywood Brown in your flex, do it. I'm not completely sold on it, though. So don't don't play him every week. I would kind of pick and choose um, between the matchups. Um, if you're going to play Hollywood Brown in that flex position or wide receiver two, if that, if you got bye weeks, they kind of worry about our injuries. Um, and then finishing up the morning games, Texans and Jags and a must win for Sean Watson, which he did 30 to 14. Uh, Minshew looked okay. Not horrible. Deshaun Watson looked not bad. Two picks that were kind of eh. Um, James Robinson did not look good this week. Did not look good this week at all. And nobody really on Jacksonville receiving looked phenomenal. Uh, DJ Chark did get injured. I think he's nursing a hamstring too or an ankle. I can't remember. Um, something to keep an eye out 
four if you need a receiver to fill the void. Uh, and then for Houston, David Johnson had 17 rushes for 96 yards. And then um, not bad. He just needs to score, and that would have been a good fantasy day. But overall, not bad. The biggest fantasy day was Brandon Cooks. Eight catches, 161 yards on 12 targets, and a score. Out of nowhere. I I, I don't know where that came from. I, I A lot of people thought that he was kind of, you know, it was more of Will Fuller, Will Fuller. And Will Fuller did score this week. If you played Will Fuller, you got 12 points or 11 points out of him. But um, Brandon Cooks was definitely the play of the week. I mean, yeah, Cooks scored, Fuller scored, and then Darren Fells as a tight end scored. Um, Randall Cobb, six catches out of the slot. So that's like 10 points in PPR, but... Um, Brandon Cooks was definitely the surprise of the week in that game, and I would never have told you to play Brandon Cooks over Will Fuller. I was not expecting that at all. My computer's kind of shitting out here. Um, next game, finishing up the last couple of games here, I'm trying to go a little bit quicker, um, was Miami and um, the Niners, and Miami just pissed all over the 49ers. It was unreal. Ryan Fitzpatrick looking like he doesn't want Tua to come in ever and steal that job away from him. So, shout out to Fitzpatrick. I'm loving the stuff that he's throwing down. 350 and three scores. Like, hey, man, doesn't get cleaner than that. Miles um, Gaskin looked pretty decent on the run. Uh, 57 yards and a score. It was a good good running back, too. Maybe a flex play. Um, Giusecki is a tight end. 91 yards. Good play from Giusecki. Devontae Parker, if you got him as a wide receiver, too, as a flex. 50 yards and a score. Um, he looked good as well. And then Gaskin, 34 yards, you know, out of the backfield catching, too. So Gaskin looked good. Devontae Parker looked good. Jacecki looked good. And then Preston Williams, who's kind of been a sleeper. He's He's got a couple touchdowns on the season. I think maybe one other one. Yeah, one other one I think it was against Jacksonville. Um, Preston Williams... He's going to be one of those guys, because he had a 100-yard receiving game, that people might pick him up. I'm not sold on him. I say stay away for another week or two on Preston Williams for the Dolphins. Stay away from him. Um, don't be totally sold on him yet. And then for the 49ers, Jimmy G, two picks taken out of the game and benched for C.J. Beathard. But by the time Beathard came in, it was kind of games over. Uh, Miami had already kind of run away with it at halftime. Um, Mostert did come back from injury and had 90 yards rushing on 11 carries, which I guess was the highlight of the team. If you had McKinnon, like me myself, in a flex, rest in peace. Um, I would, I would, I would drop McKinnon or stash him on your bench for the next coming weeks because Mostert seems like he's back and probably going to be doing most of the carrying like he was before the season started. And then Kittle also had a kind of a rough game, and then Kendrick Bourne kind of with like a garbage time not a garbage time but just like a garbage touchdown kind of thing um and the juice check also had a touchdown but um jeff wilson can also be dropped as well um yeah that, that running back committee in san francisco is kind of just a mess but if you if you got Mostert, Mostert seems like he's back so i'm, I'm playing Mostert off of injury for sure. And then one of the games of the week, 
in the afternoon slate was Cleveland and the Colts. Um, what is going on here? Sorry. It's in the middle looking at something that keeps pulling off the Ravens game. Okay. Um, Cleveland 132-23. Baker. Eh. Phillip Rivers. Not good. Uh, Kareem Hunt. 72 yards rushing. Nothing really great. Actually, he I mean he had a he had a receiving touchdown. Pretty decent week in fantasy. I mean, what you could expect from Nick Chubbs kinda. Um he had ninety three total yards, a scrimmage, and then a touchdown. So that's I would say that's pretty good. Actually, I take that back. But if you picked up the Ernest Johnson as a backup, I don't know why you would pick him up and then start him unless you needed to. There were other running backs out there that you probably could have picked up. Um and I would have started over Dearness Johnson. I know in one of my leagues, somebody picked up Dearness Johnson and played him as a running back too. Um, I was a little out of his out of. I mean, it was a PPR twelve team. It's a PPR twelve team league. There's not really a lot of options on the waiver wire, but I think they could have traded somebody, or maybe found somebody better to play than Dearness Johnson as a running back too. Um, definitely sell. Don't pick him up. And don't even stash him on your team. Unless you're in a 12-team league, maybe. I wouldn't even do it. It's not even worth it. Jonathan Taylor with a decent fantasy week. Um, he had a rushing touchdown. T.Y. Hilton, 6 catches, 69 yards on 10, 10 uh, targets. Uh, Jarvis and Odell, kind of iffy weeks. Austin Hooper, iffy week. Um, if you need to stream a tight end, maybe Austin Hooper on 10 targets. I think he's getting the targets now. Um, it's just kind of more of a Baker needs to kind of complete those passes, but that's about it from that game. And then I guess uh, the NFC worst Dallas Cowboy, or I should say Giants, NFC worst, NFC East worst team, Giants. That made no sense at all against the Cowboys. Uh, rest in peace to Dax leg. It was awful. Awful to see. Daniel Jones, bad. Just awful quarterback. Um, Zeke with a great game on the ground. 91 yards and two scores. Just, you know, feed the beast, baby. Um, yeah, man, Dak just, uh, that, that, was, that was just tough to watch. I mean, that kind of really just threw the game out of proportion there. Um, Devonta Freeman. Here is a... Interesting play. I think since Saquon's gone, it's clear to say that Devonta Freeman has won the RB1 slot over Wayne Gallman and what would have been, um, I guess, Elijah Penny or uh, Deion Lewis. Um, 17 carries, 60 yards, and a score, as well as 27 catch receiving yards. So 87 scrimmage yards and a score. If Devonta Freeman is on your waiver wire in your league, and you are down all these running backs because of injuries like, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, and you know you had Saquon or Christian or Raheem Mostert for a while, or. Um, some of these other running back, Dalvin Cook, who's now injured. We'll get into that. But 
some of these other running backs that are getting hurt. I think Freeman is one of those guys that you're going to want to sneak in if he's still available. He's a big name. He's a good, hard-nosed running back. I love Devonta Freeman, the way he runs the football. He's quick, he's agile, and he just hits the holes when they're open. Now, I'm not saying the Giants' O-line is the best. I mean, you know, you it's the Giants. Come on. But Devonta Freeman will run the ball hard-nosed and try and get in the end zone every time. Hence, he did this week. I mean, the Giants only lost by three points to the Cowboys in a game-winning field goal. So, and, yeah. stash Freeman. Don't start. Just just stash him. And if you need a running back because of injury or a bye, then play him. He's a clear running back. One, he's got the talent. He's on a one-year contract, and he's got hella incentives. If you need to play him, play him. I don't know if I would trade for him. That's not what I'm saying. But if you got him, it might be a, might be a diamond in the rough, boys. Um, and then besides that, uh, Darius Slayton with a breakout week this week, uh, 129 yards on eight catches on a, with 11 targets. Um, looking like, you know, that wide receiver one that the Giants need and that Daniel Jones may need. Um, the Cowboys secondary isn't great. He was kind of projected the boom this week. Slayton was, but he's he's looking like he's looking like a clear number one, which is good. Now on the other half of the ball with the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb is a flex play every week, and I can't I can't emphasize that enough. The dude is stealing the targets, the receptions, and the yards, and the scoring opportunities away from Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, uh, Dalton Schultz on the tight end, Cedric Wilson. He, um, you know, even Zeke out of the backfield there, Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, C.D. Lamb, flex play every week. I don't know if I, I don't know about wide receiver two that that might be too much. But he had eleven targets this week. Next closest was four with Michael Gallup. That's nuts. Unreal. CD Lamb is a real deal. Um and then getting into the Sunday night game. Oh boy. Uh Kirk Cousins look okay. Russell Wilson? Not great, not awful. Um, you know he's gonna do his thing, lead his team to victory. My computer's bugging. Holy smokes! Okay. Um, first Carson eight ca- eight carries, fifty two yards and a score. Not great, right? You want more carries? You want more yardage? When Russell's throwing the ball a lot, or shall I say, when Minnesota has the ball for 40 minutes a game, you know it's kind of hard for your team to do something. You know, you you can't be the, the Vikings were just milking the clock the whole game, so that's definitely something interesting for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook, 
65 yards and a score, injured. Groin injury. Comes back out for a snap and goes, yeah, TG just like tapped out. He's like, I'm done. I can't do this. Goes to the sideline. And Alexander Madison, remember that name, comes in the game and just runs and runs and runs and runs all over Seattle. And he's a good backup running back. But this dude just 112 yards on 20 carries. And he doubled what Dalvin Cook was doing. And Dalvin Cook looked good. Dude was averaging like six yards a carry. Like, that's good. So, Dalvin's MRI results came back tonight, or last night. And they said they were fine, but they're like optimistic about what he's going to do. Precautionary, sit him, grab Alexander Madison off waivers. Number one player you should grab right now. You're telling me you don't want a running back to or a flex who's going to dominate the ball? Holy smokes, I'm in. Like, unreal. And then, anywho, so for receivers for this game, Thielen, 80 yards and two scores, and Metcalf, 93 yards and two scores. Um, yeah, you're pl- you know, you're playing those guys every week. And then Lockett, 44 yards. He'll bounce back. And then Jefferson, Justin Jefferson had uh, 23 yards. But those guys will bounce back. Just kind of their off week. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't freak out on those guys yet. And then for tonight's game, the Monday night overtime game, uh, Justin Herbert looked great. And Drew Brees like eh, he looked iffy. He won, <laughs> he won me my league game. So a bless up Drew Brees. Um, but Justin Herbert may or may not be. Like, I don't even know. I like I don't know. He looks so good, so so good, and his team just cannot get it done. Like. Oh, they're so close to get it done. And in multiple weeks against the Panthers, this week against the Saints, uh, the Chiefs when he came in, um, I'm missing a week. I swear I'm missing a week. I can't remember off the top of my head. Somebody will correct me, but... um, Oh, yeah, he looked really good. Um, Kamara, iffy week. 74 receiving. I mean, he had over 100 scrimmage yards, but no score. Great catch on the sideline, actually. Um, but besides that, nothing nothing like he's normally been producing. As one of the top three running backs, um, Mike Williams, or a breakout game. Talk about a breakout game. 109 yards, two touchdowns on eight targets. Keenan Allen scored, and Hunter Henry scored, but it was like, Mike Mike Williams, 64-yard touchdown, blew the game open. And I was like, oh, my God, Chargers are going to win this game. But, like, you can never count Drew Brees out at home, and that's the problem. So uh, I don't freak out on 
getting Mike Williams off of waivers either. You know, you don't you don't want to go rush to the waivers and be like, oh my god, I need Mike Williams, I need Mike Williams. But it's like, no, dude, he's a vertical threat who's going to get the ball on a 50-yard touchdown pass. He's just like Jalen Gutton, one catch, 49 yards. He's one of those guys. You need your vertical threats on your team. But there's no reason to go out and grab Mike Williams and make him your top waiver claim. I just don't see it until he's consistent. Like I said, consistency, consistency. Well, when you fantasy, everybody knows that. You should know that. Otherwise, you don't win. If you don't know that, it's because you haven't won. Not trying to brag, but um, like Emmanuel Sanders tonight. I don't think twelve catches for one hundred twenty-two yards is a great game. Hands down. But where has that been all season? Emmanuel Sanders is a top, like a talented receiver. I mean, he, I guess he's getting the receptions. If you're going to play him in a PPR league, maybe do it. He's got 26 receptions for 304 yards. He just doesn't, he's not scoring as much, you know. He's not having that score you want. I don't know. I I stash Sanders. I don't. I play him on matchups. I play him on matchups. Michael Thomas is going to come back after their bye week. They have a bye week next week. Um, yeah, they do. They have a bye week for week six. So week seven, I think they might play the Bears. Careful. If you're going to play Sanders against the Bears, don't. Just saying. Okay. So we went over the scores. Finally. Um, we are gonna go over, oh my goodness, um, some of the top waiver claims, we're gonna go over some top waiver claims quick, and then that'll be it for this episode, and then I'll come out with another episode later in the week, uh, probably after the Thursday night matchup, I'm thinking that night. Uh, so we'll go over the Thursday night game, um, break that game down a little bit, and then go over all the we'll go over the Sunday matchups, who to start, who to sit. We'll go over our game for game. Um, sometimes I'm just kind of like breaking down the games and doing like the stars and the bums, and you know my opinion on some of these games, um, just to get a different perspective. And you know who who who's who's high, who's low. Um, I might drop in, you know, stash, um, cut them, trade them, sit them. Um, if he's you know injuries you can't really do much about it's just a part of the game but uh, yeah let's go over some of the waiver claims to make on Wednesdays and Thursdays this week um, especially before the Thursday night game which off the top of my head I don't remember who plays this week on Thursday I'm gonna have to look again um, I know we have the Bills and Titans game tomorrow if you're Waiting for like a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Devin Singletary, or uh, Derrick Henry, or uh, or Ryan Tannehill, or Jonu Smith to kind of you know pull you ahead and win you the game. Oh, I'm all ears. I I, I pray for you guys that you guys win. Okay, so it's looking like there's no Thursday night game this week, boys. 
all Sunday. And then two Monday night games. Because I think it was uh, was it Bills Chiefs on Thursday this week? I think it was Bills Chiefs Thursday. Because the Bills played Tuesday and they were going to play Thursday. So then they moved the Bills game to Monday at 4. And then the Cardinals game is at 7.15. Oh my god, the Cardinals better win that game, boys. You guys, I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um... No, so there's two. It looks like there's two Monday night games and no Thursday night game. Okay. Okay. So, waivers this week. Who are we picking up, boys? That's a good question, Brandon. Who are we picking up? I'll tell you. Travis Fulgham, Alexander Madison, Chase Claypool. Those are going to be your top three picks in general, I would say. Um, those are going to be your top three waiver pickups from some of your worst for teams in the league. You know, like those guys are going to be like, oh yeah, we need to pick these guys up. And um, those are just some of the guys that kind of stuck out this week. Uh, Madison, I'm going to take it over for Cook, and uh, Full going to be the number one receiver. And uh, uh, fuck. And in Philadelphia, sorry. Um. Okay, other guys we're looking to pick up. Um, hmm. I'm kind of going through it. Like I'm not really seeing, you know, much. Um, there's just really, you know, it depends on what. It depends on what. What's in your league? What's open? Um, besides besides those kind of guys, I'm not really seeing. I'm not seeing much. I'm really not seeing much. For at least for running backs. Uh, for wide receiver, this is where it's going to get more interesting. Um, you know, if you need like a flex play or whatever. Guys, I'm picking up. Okay. Receiver, you need a flex play for week six. You got good running backs, a couple decent receivers, and you need a good receiver for a flex, right? Besides the names I already said, I'm telling you, Travis Fulgham. Please trust me in Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham, Chase Claypool, uh, Madison's taking. Or, yeah, Alex Madison's taking already. Okay. You're going to want to go with, like, fuck, where we? Okay. Based on matchups, um,. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Cooks, um, Preston Williams, Mike Williams, LaVisca Chenault, um, Mal uh, Valdez Scantling. And maybe Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne, but those are like last resort options. I wouldn't count on those, uh, you know, being like like one of those top things. 
Uh, Jerry Judy also off a of bye might not be bad. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, maybe. Or Russell Gage, if Russell Gage is in your thing, I would pick him up. Um, some guys that would drop would be like Sammy Watkins, AJ Green, Scotty Miller, um, Nikhil Harry, Greg Ward. I, I just, I don't, some of those guys that would drop, I mean, I'm not in on them. So, um, I can go over tight ends too. There's not really much, but if you're streaming a tight end, I would say your top options would be like, honestly, maybe uh, like a Kyle Rudolph or uh, Austin Hooper. I would put Austin Hooper before. Austin Hooper, Gronkowski, Olsen. Those are like my top three. Um, maybe Kyle Rudolph. Or CJ Her uh not CJ, Chris Herndon. Um Darren Fells. Gerald Everett. I talked about him earlier. Gerald Everett might be a better one. Um, obviously the and then the rest some of the rest of those guys. Tight ends are hard. It's a hard position to kind of gear down, but um and then I think besides that, you know, your defense and kickers, you can kind of stream. Uh, quarterbacks based off matchups right now, I would do Teddy Bridgewater. Not this week. Not this week because he's playing the Bears. Um, Justin Herbert. Mm, Ryan Tannehill based on how he plays tomorrow. Uh, or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those are like some of the top guys that I would kind of pick up. You know, Jimmy G. Drop them. So that's about it, really. Um, I, I'll go over some more, um, kind of what I see based off the waivers in the next episode, and then um, what the ideal lineups will be. I'm really hoping I get some questions kind of asked this week via Twitter. Um, please, please, please DM me or snap me or text me if you got my number and ask me questions based on fantasy so I can please answer them on the podcast. Like I would love, love to ask to answer fan questions or any of that kind of stuff or advice. Um, I know I've had some people, um, asking me for advice and some people want to be shouted out on the podcast. Um, I would love, love, love to do that. Um, just just ask me questions fantasy related. I know I've had some people ask me for fantasy uh, or trade advice too um, in person. Some of my buddies from school and stuff like that. So um, don't be afraid to kind of come at me with questions. Um, share this podcast with your friends um, if they want fantasy advice or just want to hear some you know good NFL talk or just listen to myself talk. Um, you know, for a good hour or whatever, podcasts are the way to go. Um, but I appreciate everybody who's been listening to the first couple episodes. I'm going to try and crank some more out in the weeks. It's kind of hard with being a full-time uh, student at school as well, as well as working like 25 hours a week part-time. Um, so I apologize for being a week late. Probably should have made at least one or two episodes before. But this episode will be up by Tuesday the 13th. Um, it'll be on my Twitter 
share it, retweet it, like it, do whatever you got to do to it, listen to it while you do whatever, while you're working. Um, I'll have an episode out Thursday, no, Friday. I'll have an episode out Friday for sure on lock. You can appre- that'll be out for sure after the Thursday night game and before Sunday. You can listen to this. You can listen to Friday's episode and get yourself locked in for Sunday. It's going to be a good week of games. I'm excited. Season's underway. Hopefully, crossing my fingers, and I hope you are too, about COVID. Uh, we don't want that to take away our season. So, with that being said, that is all I have to say today. Um, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And go Cardinals, baby.